field for that one. Welcome in, everybody, to another Washington Hangover Midweek podcast. We're in a tough situation after the Browns and before the Ravens, but before we get into all the heartache and self-care that we're going to talk about on this podcast, uh, let's bring in Colin Shute. Colin, how's it going, man? It's Wednesday. What up, buddy? Hey, man. Uh, yeah, doing all right, man, doing all right. I, um... I don't know. What have I been doing this week? Yesterday, I found out some good news with my short film. Got accepted into its first festival. Congratulations. Uh, Indie Short Fest. So that was pretty exciting. Yeah. Um, could be the last or the first of many. Who knows? Cool. Uh, but it was good to hear. Yeah. Yeah. And you worked on that film for how long? Mm, I mean, I don't know. Uh, I conceived of it two years ago, so... Two wow. years, we'll say. But uh, the majority of the work came within a year, I would say. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, and for anybody else that's looking for some fantastic, I mean, high-quality production value, um, we did a show called Nick and Colin. You can find it somewhere. It's out there on the interwebs. It was our first project of conceiving, acting, directing, writing, doing the lights, the audio, the extra work, running the crafts table. <laughs> transportation um, was a fun experience but good lord a lot of work goes into film production yeah we were cooking up some barbecue chicken for everybody yeah 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 yeah. that um, was the only thing people were eating because <laughs> it wasn't paying too much no um, but that was great you know it helped me learn a lot of things to get ready for for late night swim so um Without doing that project, I would have been much less prepared. Cool. Uh, and that's how I feel about if I do another one, you know, like you just keep learning. So, yeah. Um, um, for yeah. anybody that's 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 listened um, um, to us, um, I mean, the the movie's called Late Night Swim. I know you're in kind of festival world right now, submitting um, and hopefully getting accepted to all of them. Uh, when do you think it would be available for any of us? Uh, you know, peons, us normal folks, to get a look at the the work you did. Yeah, uh, I'm able to pass it around. If you want to request a, you know, if you really want to see it, give me a shout out, and I'll see if I can send you a private link. Um, but for the majority of people right now that I I don't know too well, uh, I have to keep it under wraps until it it goes through the circuit of festivals. Great. So um, publicly, I'm hoping to release it you know, midway through next year, most likely, you know, it, it might take a, a good year for, um, to run through all the festivals and make sure I get to submit to, to all the ones I want to. So they just won't let you, um, release it public publicly. Otherwise they don't necessarily want to screen it if it's already been showed to everybody. So, Oh, interesting. That is the, uh, caveat. Yeah. Um, but yeah, reach out to me. Um, and let me know if you're legitimately interested. So yeah, cool, cool. Because you um wrote um wrote, starred, and directed. I did. I did. Cool, cool man. Um, yeah, and you know a lot of people put a a lot of hard work into it. So it's it's nice to it's nice to be done with it and <laughs> just to just to be finished feels really good and um to get some recognition yesterday was nice, but. Uh, honestly, it just feels good to be be finished with it and moving on to other things. Good. Well, let me go ahead and take that segue for what it is. Um, let's go ahead and try to move on from the Browns game. But before we do that, let's do a last call, last check-in before we leave Baker Mayfield and Cleveland, Ohio in the past. Um, you got any final thoughts on it? It was 14-point loss. Uh, I didn't think about it too much after Sunday. Um, but that's because I'm trying to stay positive, Colin. Forward yeah, I didn't looking. think. I'm with you. I, I didn't think about it. You know, come Monday, I didn't lose any sleep over it. I just didn't think about it. It was a bad loss. It was pretty ugly. Um, I I will say I'll harp on it one more time. My biggest issue. I don't know. There's many issues, but <laughs> the one thing that I want to see going forward is I want to see people in Dwayne Haskins ear talking to him 
mm-hmm. on the sideline after he throws an interception. I was yeah. very confused about what was going on. Uh, every time they brought the camera over to Dwayne after an interception, didn't he seem to be sitting by himself? Like he was just on the bench alone. He was like a field goal kicker. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if that's just the way things work between commercials or what. You know, if people were talking to him before, but I feel like when Kirk Cousins was there, there was three or four different people with iPads talking to him. Uh, and this is something my my dad even brought up. He was like, "Yeah, I can remember Kirk Cousins like getting coached up on the sideline hmm. um, by McVeigh or something." And I'm just confused. Why is Dwayne Haskins sitting by himself on the bench? You know, are they talking to him real quick or what? Is it because Scott Turner's up in the booth and he's not down on the field? Hmm. What? Why is he alone? I'm very confused about that. It doesn't seem right. It doesn't seem healthy. It doesn't seem like some healthy coaching. Maybe yeah. I'm missing something. I will say I did see after one interception, he did get, he was, he was looking at, you know, the, the Microsoft Surface tablets and he did get uh, instructed to go over to that. Uh, what is it? A phone bank where they take all of the pay phones from mm-hmm. yesteryear and put it all on the NFL sidelines. <laughs> yeah. I did see right. him grab one of those, you know, 1940s receivers. Um, so <laughs> he's talking to somebody, Colin. I just don't know what they're talking about. Good. I'm glad that you saw him talking to someone. Uh, I will say, though, it, it does seem to be less, right? It seems to be quick if, if it is happening, and then he just kind of removes himself. And maybe that's okay. Maybe he just needs a little time alone. Maybe he <laughs> needs to kind of cool his jets and just be by himself, feel himself for a second, and then come back to the team. Um, I, you know, I'm not going to hate on that. Uh, I I just want to make sure he's getting coached up and seeing what's happening uh, right away with those interceptions. Yeah, yeah. I, I I would hope he's getting more coached up too. I I have yet, and you know, granted, I'm not watching all the time when we're going into commercial breaks, but I have yet to see um Alex Smith or Kyle Allen. You know, usually there's somebody with that little earpiece that's like sitting right there with his tablet, his pencil, and his sketch pad out there. I, I agree with you. It seems very lonely. RG3. <laughs> RG3 was always over there. You know, always just waiting. <laughs> he chewed a lot of gum, too, I remember. Big big gum chewer once he wasn't taking the huddles. <laughs> a little Danny Smith throwback for everybody. Um, anyway, uh, you know, I, I hope that Dwayne is just, you know, they're giving him what he needs over there on the sideline. He, he looks a little lonely over there. I'm concerned about that. Uh, other than that, Nick, uh, the only other thing I really want to harp on, I just don't understand Ron's MO with the throw in the towel mentality at the end of the game. That isn't the Ron Rivera culture that I bought into here at the beginning of the season. To yeah. me, psychologically, that's damaging to your players because when five minutes roll around, they're used to just giving up. They don't care. They're saying, oh, we're not going to call those timeouts. We're not even going to try. It's over. Where's yeah. the anger? Where's the passion? Where is the drive to finish the game as hard as you can until the whistle blows, until the fat lady sings. That's what I want out of the team. And I understand that the scenario um, says impending doom. You know, It says we got no chance, but I want to see them fight to the finish. Uh, that drives me nuts. You want to see them fight. I, I, I'm with you. You know, one thing about Trent Williams that I always remember, towards the end of the game, whether the offense was on the field or not, Trent Williams was taking umbrage with whoever the other team was when we were getting our ass kicked as the Washington Redskins. Um, when you take all that air out of the end of the game and you say it's because of injury or whatever, I don't think he's really telling the truth. I think he's just talking in front of a camera. Uh, but when you take the air out, you you take away the reason why they're playing the game, especially in the fourth quarter. It just, for me, if I was a player, you know, and I, and I was an athlete in high school, 
I would really question what I'm doing in that last little bit. And I'd probably half-ass it if I know we're down by 14 and we're just going to run, you know, an inside draw or a, a power run or whatever the hell they're doing there. It's uh, it's it's deflating. It's demoralizing. And it's it's not finishing a game. I feel like that's what you were always raised as, in, in you know, as a kid growing up. Like, yes. you got to play to the whistle. Finish it out. Right. Uh, and that's not being represented and supported and demonstrated by this coaching staff. Right. Where's the self-pride in the individuals, in the players? And where's the pride as a collective team that we're not going to just lay down here, you know? We're still going to hit somebody until this game's over because that's what we're doing. We're out here. The moment is now, you know, you don't know if you're going to get another play. And I get it. Maybe you don't want to put certain guys out there in certain situations where, you know, you certainly have no shot. But, you know, I, I don't know. If you're not getting blown out, I mean, if you're getting blown out, put the reserves in and fight to the finish. But yeah. if it's somewhat close, I, I want to see him go to the end. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't get that. Yeah, it's it's a I, – I don't think that's good for team morale. No, no. Well, And it's certainly not when you're going to play these games when you're coming in at um, the line I saw for this Ravens game, 13.5-point underdogs. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I mean, are we going to see the whole second half where people are just run plays and kneeling and then we give our all-star Tress way some more opportunities to really show what he can do inside the 20? <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's get into it a little, huh? <laughs> Ravens, Washington. Uh, <laughs> it's just so hard to say football team every time out. Yeah. Um, <laughs> You know, uh, Washington, Baltimore, uh, the battle of the beltway, as they like to call it. Yeah. Uh, I'm not sure it's going to be much of a battle this week. Let's talk about that line real quick. I think it's at 13 points right now, uh, maybe 13 and a half in some places. First question, Nick, is that fair? Is 13 and a half points a fair line for Vegas? Do they know what they're talking about, or are they way off here? <laughs> I'm like, damned if I do, damned if I don't on this question. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, they, they know what they're talking about. I, I think 13 points might be a little bit too low, if you're asking me. I mean, you talk about a twitchy quarterback, and you brought up Lamar Jackson is twitchy, right? Kyler Murray, we had problems with him all game. Uh, Lamar Jackson, uh, you know, he's he's got some, some great tools, some great weapons, and I always like a John Harbaugh team. Um, I, I I am worried about this game. I'm worried that 13 points is optimistic, unfortunately, Colin. And I might need to unpack some of that a little bit later. But, uh, yeah, I think 13 points is a little bit low. What do you think? I'm with you. I'm with you. Oof. It's generous. Yeah. It's very generous. Yeah. So this is a Ravens team. Coming off a pretty bad loss to the Chiefs. Uh, Double digits. Pat Mahomes. Wow. He said, uh, you're going to give the MVP to Lamar? I think not. (laughs) He looked incredible. I was excited to watch that game. It was a very intriguing matchup. And um, my DraftKings winnings from Sunday went right out the window on Monday. (laughs) I th- I thought Lamar Jackson was going to have his way with mm-hmm. that Kansas City defense. I thought uh, Hollywood Brown was going to be smoking Brashad Breeland. Mm-hmm. And no, it, it was mm-hmm. quite the contrary. These dimes by Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Like it, it it looks like a video game. His throws are perfect. Yeah. It's it's unbelievable. It's incredible. I mean, the only one dropping dimes like that right now is Russell Wilson. Um, Aaron Rodgers is up there too, but I'm just so impressed by Patrick Mahomes uh, against the Ravens. They beat up on Baltimore, and and what I don't like about it is the Ravens are about to take all their aggression out on us. Yeah, I wanted to ask you this, because I don't think, you know, the Battle of the Beltway between the Ravens and the Washington football team, that's only really a battle in week four of the preseason. 
You know, other than that, it's definitely not too much of a battle, it seems like. But, you know, when you're facing these this Ravens team, would you prefer them to get a big win over the Kansas City Chiefs and then play the Washington football team? Or is it better that they lost and were a little bit humiliated in prime time and maybe now they're a little bit more humble? No, no. You want them blowing the Chiefs out. You want them getting cocky and letting their guard down. Uh, I mean, they're getting back to work. and They're just going to be angry. I feel like it's going to be a beehive unleashed on our soft, supple skin. I feel like the stings are a-coming. I know they're ravens, not bees, but come (laughs) on. I feel like they are about to swarm. It's going to be ugly. Uh, I'm really not looking forward to this one. I think they're going to be angry and have a lot to prove come Sunday after really getting smacked around by the Chiefs and Andy Reid's brilliance. Yeah. I was um I was looking online to try to find although we do this podcast recording on Wednesday so the uh, the injury report doesn't always come out in time. But I was really hoping that from the Chiefs game the Ravens would have a number of, you know, banged up starters that might not be playing this game. Uh, doesn't seem to be the case. In fact, I would say, if anything, that script is the opposite for the Washington football team. So let's just talk a couple quick injuries along that line. You all saw Matt Ioannidis go out and chase Young. Matt Ioannidis, torn uh, torn bicep, he's out for the year. Uh, And it's looking like Chase Young with some mysterious groin injury. Um, Looking like he might be out um, for multiple weeks. I've heard five weeks, but... Uh, that wasn't the most reliable source. Anything, he's extremely doubtful. And Dontrell Inman on the offensive side for the Washington team. Um, you know, x-rays came back negative on the fractured wrist, which we talked about on that post game. But it seems doubtful that he's going to come into the game and play, which means that pretty much you're going to have Isaiah Wright. <laughs> you're going to have Terry McLaurin. And uh, I don't know. You're going to have Dwayne Haskins. I am worried. Yeah, I think we all are. I think we all are. Uh, definitely, you know, sad to see Matt go down um, for potentially the whole year here, most likely. And obviously Chase Young, you know, your your first round pick, your star, probably the best player in the whole draft, go out so early. So, yeah, it's um, it's a rough time to lose those guys. You want all the pressure you possibly can get. On Lamar Jackson, it is going to be quite the task to try to contain him. Uh, It's hard to get sacks against guys like that because you can't just pin your ears back, as they say, and rush upfield and and just try to get to him because he can elude you so quickly to the outside. You really have to contain, play contain all day long. So uh, I don't know. We just seem to really struggle against mobile quarterbacks. Yeah. the Chiefs, you know, as a as a lot of teams do, but it just seems us in particular. Just you know, it's it's gonna be hard. The Chiefs did a great job against the Ravens of bringing down the defensive ends and kind of really, really, you know, doing that contain, almost like parentheses in that pocket. If Montez Sweat and Ryan Kerrigan are capable of really kind of setting that edge. Maybe Ryan Anderson comes in a little bit. I mean, we're going to need some reserves to step up. Nate Orchard, you might have remembered him from last year. He had a great one game at the end of the season that didn't matter. He's up from the practice squad. We'll see. It's going to be some no-name heroes, I think, maybe coming out of that defense this week. And you're going to have to contain him. you got to keep him in the pocket if, if they can keep that pocket contained, you know, and not let Lamar sneak out the sides, which are going to be tough. I can already see Ryan Kerrigan, you know, jumping up to try to swat the ball and Lamar being 10 yards past him. But uh, if they can contain, I think that interior pressure could maybe pay some dividends. John Allen, Deron Payne all had great games actually against the Browns. Um, So we'll see. We'll see if they can do that. If they can contain, which is what we said against Kyler Murray, maybe we'll have some success. But uh, it's hard to have confidence, especially when two big contributors are probably out this week. Yeah, yeah. So It's going to be tricky, my man. How do you think Uh, we do it, man? Because I I already, let's let's leave the score predictions for a little bit. Like, how, 
how do we win this game? How does the Washington football team squeeze out a three-quarter win? Because we're probably not playing in the fourth quarter with Ron. Um, how do we squeeze out a win here against the Ravens? You got to do it the way that a you know a subpar college team does it. Um, a Navy, an Army. You got to run the football. You've got to drain the clock. You've got to control the ball and milk it. You know, play four corners out there. You got to do the old North Carolina basketball routine before shot clocks were invented. You know, you really got to just drain the clock as much as possible. Uh, every possession that you give to Lamar Jackson, you know, it's just a, it's a bomb. It's a ticking time bomb ready to go off. So uh, you got to get first downs and you got to pick up third and shorts. I think you got to put yourself in a great position on third down and you got to do that by running the ball, mixing in some play action. I think you keep the game plan pretty simple. I, I don't want to see Dwayne throwing honestly more than 30 times. Yeah. You know? uh, I want to see the run totals. High, 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 high for this game. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we'll see. We talked about it last last time. You know, Gibson Gibson had a great average, and McKissick, even though he didn't have you know the best run game, still made some key contributions on third down. I need to see those running backs in the mix all the time. If Inman's not in there to catch two touchdowns this week, I feel like Terry McLaurin's going to be doubled up the whole game. He's he's our number one target, right? There's no doubt. If you're looking for somebody that's going to hurt you from the Washington team, it's number 17, Terry McLaurin. Um, you know, I need to see those running backs get involved because the tight end position, it ain't happening. And outside of the wide receiver that Terry McLaurin is, it ain't happening. So let's get Gibson the ball. Let's get J.D. McKissick the ball. Let's get those running backs going. I'm, I'm into all the flares, all the little dump downs. I, I want it all because I hope that that one increases Dwayne's accuracy, especially on some of that, you know, small ball game. And two, it lets your playmakers, which I think are the running backs, get the ball in their hands and make something happen. I think if you're going to have success against this Ravens team, you got to put it in somebody that's shifty and explosive. And right now that's our running backs and that's Terry McLaurin. And not only that, but you got to use deception. You got to be creative. I mean, look, Andy Reid is at the top of his game. He's at the top of his class. He's maybe the best offensive coach of all time. He's unreal. Uh, that play around the goal line, that shovel pass with the misdirection from Tyreek Hill uh, on Monday night was a work of art. That guy is a mastermind. Look, Scott Turner, he has got to take some pages from Andy Reid, right? Yeah. He has got to to just try to lead the Ravens one direction and give the ball the other way because we need all the help we can get, right? Our weapons are limited. So you got to make the most of creative play calling, especially against a really solid Ravens defense. You know, they're only giving up 18 points a game and that's including that Chiefs loss where they gave up 34. So I want to see them get really creative offensively. You know, now's the time to pull out the stops. Um, I just, I don't know. I haven't quite seen it yeah. from our offense. I've, I've, I definitely think it's much improved. The play calling is much better than last year uh, when Jay was at the helm. Would you agree with that? Yeah, yeah, I would. Yeah, it looks tighter. And um, look, Terry McLaurin. He, I believe he's leading the league in yards per catch right now, which is wild hmm. considering we don't really throw the ball downfield. Um, it's just a testament to his unique abilities, and he's a beast. So I'm with you. Uh, there's not a lot of options outside of Terry, so get Terry the ball and use him. Use him as a distraction. Bring him around the end. Fake it to him. Give it to somebody else. You know, use the few weapons we have and, and counter that. Because I'm sure they're going to be aggressive. I'm sure the Ravens are going to be looking to lock up Terry. And like you said, take away Gibson most likely. Yeah, we'll see. It's, it's you know, with the Browns game, obviously you couldn't make five turnovers, really four turnovers, and, and still win that ball game. But you could at least be competitive. You had the lead going into the fourth quarter. 
With the Ravens, I don't think you have that luxury. You can't make quite as many mistakes. Uh, I'm also very worried. I know we were supposed to talk about the positive, Colin. You gave me a pep talk before we started recording. But uh, I, I'm very worried if Haskins has another multiple interception game. Not because I think it's going to mess up his, you know, psychological edge if he has one. But the rumblings, the pressure, I'm, I'm worried you're going to see Kyle Allen much sooner than you should. Um, hopefully Ron's got a hold on this team, you know, and that's not going to happen. But I worry multiple back-to-back, you know, two interceptions, three interceptions, uh, it's going to be tough. And he better be on that damn phone talking to somebody up in that booth if that happens again. Yeah. Yeah, his confidence is certainly low right now. And an interesting thing that I, I kind of found out uh, through through Jackson Magnini, uh, I was talking to him kind of after the game, and... He was saying, yeah, a big thing that uh, I believe Ron said this um, publicly is that Haskins isn't going through his progressions too slowly, but he's going through them too quickly. Hmm. And I think that's why we see him coming up into the pocket, running into his own offensive linemen. You know, he's just kind of like, uh, it's like a vacuum. He's on like automatic power here where he's just got a little little boost you know he's like running into the back of his guys here and i think he's just going through him too fast and he's not seeing the field very well so i think he you know and that that's just a sign of not being confident yeah uh he's worried you know he he doesn't have a lot of faith back there right now so you hope that a game like this it certainly presents an opportunity for him to gain that confidence back. I mean, if you go out there and somehow you beat Lamar Jackson, you outduel him. I mean, you're sitting on top of the world right now. Yeah. You're feeling real good about yourself. Yeah. So there is always that potential. If you have a great game in a big time matchup like this, when people are already doubting you, it's quite an opportunity for, for Haskins. I'm with you on that. I think the situation is ripe for Haskins to really benefit from this game. I'm not even saying they have to win, but if he can be competitive and go toe-to-toe, maybe in the fourth quarter, you know, leading some some combating touchdown drives back and forth between Lamar Jackson, especially with the local media, you know, Baltimore, D.C. media, that's going to be so great. He needs to have, Colin, he needs to have one of those moments soon where you just go, all right, all right, you know, where where old Matthew McConaughey comes into your ear and you see the picture of the quarterback that you want. We just haven't seen quite that signature moment. And right now, unfortunately, the only bitter thing I can think of is still the selfie comment, you know, from last year. He needs to have a defining moment that's positive, that we can really hang our hat on and look towards the future. That's what he needs, buildable steps. Yeah. Another thing Jackson was saying to me is that a lot of these quarterbacks, you know, you need to see 30 games out of them before you can really evaluate their body of work. Hmm. And what we talked about is, damn, it's going to be hard for Haskins to get to 30 games if he's yeah. playing like this. Yeah. That, you know, we just, um, these guys are paid such a phenomenal amount. There's so much pressure on them from the team, the coaches, the owners, the players, um, and the fans and the media. That's a lot of weight to carry when you're a quarterback. And right now, there's no way Haskins gets to a full 30 games um, if he if he's playing like he is right now. You know, people are already calling for him to go, to send him packing. Um, pe- people have really turned on him quite quickly. And I'd love to see him get a full year in. I'd love to see him have a great game out there and show us his potential, you know. Hey, I'm raw. I'm still. I'm young. I'm still learning. Give me a little time here, but but look what I can do. You know, I can I can go to toe to toe with Lamar. Yeah. Are we dreaming? <laughs> I sure think so. <laughs> yeah. I, I think so because I just didn't want him to answer, Colin. I didn't want to answer at that. You know, after the game, where somebody was like, you know, what do you think of that interception where you're stand staring down the receiver? And he's like, well, I wasn't staring down the receiver. It's like, come on, brother man, you are. You, you are. We can all see it. 
all, all of the non-football people can see it. You know, my yeah. wife can sit there and go, man, he's only looking at that one person the whole time. Right. Yeah, you don't have to watch the film. You don't have to watch the replay to see it. It's true. You could see it right there on all three of those interceptions. He was 100% staring those guys down. Unless he's cross-eyed, I'm very confused, right? <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, look, on, on the positives, Terry McLaurin having another great year despite not getting a lot of help, but he really makes the most out of every play, it seems. Hmm. And... This year, more than last, I think we're seeing that yards after catch. Yeah. It's been very impressive. Yeah. Uh, really impressive. Yeah. Maybe that was the stat where he's leading the league. He's he's leading the league in some kind of stat, either yards per catch or yard after catch. Uh, either way, he's doing a great job. We've got to get him the ball more. We've got to give him some more chances. Yeah. I agree with you, because when you told me that stat line, four receptions for 84 yards or whatever it was last week, it's too low. It's too low for the number one, two, and three weapon on your team. He, he's he got to have on uh, DeAndre Hopkins numbers, you know? He's got to be up there. He's got to have a couple games soon where he's got, you know, 10, 12, 15 targets um, and 10 catches. I mean, everybody wants to see the ball in his hands. Only good things happen when we target him. It, it just needs to happen more. And I hope Dwayne gets that awareness or comfortability or watches the film and improves upon it because there are definitely plays to be made that are left out there on the field. That It's not Terry's fault. Um, and he's such a weapon. He's so fun to watch. He's the, the easiest thing to root for as a Washington football fan. Yeah, absolutely. He's a shining star. Shining star. Uh, guys, real quick, I want to give a big shout out to our just a just a friend of ours, really, uh, that's been a fan of our podcast, um, and he reached out to us, uh, Andrew Taylor. Uh, really appreciate you, my man, uh, for supporting the show, and he even sent us a donation to help the show going cool. to cover some of those costs that um, you know, like SoundCloud and stuff that that we have to pay every year to keep this show running. So really appreciate you, Andrew. That's awesome that you did that for us. Uh, if you guys want to follow suit and help us out at all, uh, please, you know, just send us a DM, send us a message uh, through Instagram or Twitter or any of the social media platforms, and um, we'll let you know how you, could, how you can do that. Uh, we can give you our PayPal or something. So uh, just really appreciate that. Thanks, Andrew cool man yeah um you know and maybe that's uh, that'll help us get a win against the ravens team maybe it's just a little extra thing we needed to get over the hump to make it happen to beat lamar jackson and then we're gonna beat patrick mahomes and andy reed i don't know colin you know with support like that positivity like that i'm thinking 2021 it was, it was very positive oh man andrew was like he was like um when he sent the donation over, he said, uh, this is for helping me get through all those 2019 losses. <laughs> <laughs> so it was like retroactive. It wasn't even about this year. It was about um, surviving last year. So um, we can only survive together, Andrew. Uh, <laughs> we're all in this together as Washington football fans. Um we can't be divided now because it's it's hard enough. Yeah, and it's hard enough with with what we got to work with here. So, um, switching the subject, uh, Nick, you want to talk about fantasy at all? Huh? Fan- what what is there to talk about fantasy? Who cares about fantasy <laughs> this year anymore? Uh, guys, Nick, um, the winner of last year. Um, which I wasn't a part of, so you know there's something to be said about Why that. Why you gotta say that? You you, you minimizing <laughs> my my victory? You think you would have taken uh, me down yeah. last year? It's possible. I am three and zero. Nick, you got some catching up to do, but oh, I great. saw, I saw you picked up Adrian Peterson. Yeah, yeah. Maybe he's the man to um, carry you to some W's. Uh, we'll see. We'll see. He he can't make my team any worse than it already is. Um, 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, I got Logan Thomas as my starting tight end. If that gives you all any indication of how rough my fantasy team's doing right now. Yeah, that's that's pretty rough. Pretty rough. <laughs> pretty, 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 pretty rough. Who <laughs> um, was I talking to the other day that uh, we had like a Larry David moment? It was another fan. Oh, uh, KC Malone. He he follows our show, and uh, we were having some back and forth about, um, like, Haskins and stuff. And I was like, yeah, he was pretty, pretty, pretty terrible. <laughs> and he was like, yeah, man, Leon's a better QB than Haskins. <laughs> Amen, Larry. Um, so I'm glad uh, he was on the Curb Your Enthusiasm train. Uh, man. Uh, yeah, what can you say? Um is it time to get into the score predictions, or or do we lighten things up a little with uh, second half adjustments? Mm. This is a bit that you gotta do, Nick. All right. um, if Ron Rivera is not making the second half adjustments that that you want to see, then I gotta ask you, what are you and the fans at home doing in your home for second half adjustments, huh? Mm. What second half adjustments, Nick, are you making? to better suit yourself, to comfort yourself, to give yourself a big hug, and uh, just make that second half a little easier when we're down 17-zip. Well, first off, let's start with the bottles, shall we? Uh, I always suggest never starting the game with any sort of hard liquor and waiting for (laughs) halftime to decide what you need to do. No. No. That's a bad idea. Well, for really? East Coast side, it's a great idea. All right? I'm with you. <laughs> On your side, Colin, I get it. It's like, what, 1130, 12 o'clock at halftime? Oh, oh, no, I'm just saying it's a bad idea to start any game with hard liquor. Oh. <laughs> like any Washington game. <laughs> I don't know. I'm going to disagree with you, but we could put that on a different podcast. Well, I, yeah, on my end, I'm I'm not waking up at 10 a.m. and um, opening up the Crown Royal or whatever. You're not having the PBR in a shot? PBR in Old Crow just to get the no. day going? No, huh. absolutely not. Well, I'm rolling out of bed like, um, when can I make some eggs and bacon? Um, <laughs> when do I have a break here? Look, if alcohol's not your thing, and I understand, we're a family podcast. Um, you know, then you just, uh, you know, get the bong ready. Get a, get a nice big bong rip going for halftime. Uh, you know, it always yeah. helps to just lighten some of the mood watching a Haskins <laughs> three and out. All right. Um, so you're, you're basically telling our fans their second, their best second half adjustment opportunity are drugs. Look, magic mushrooms can really turn the second half around. <laughs> all right. It's a little weird there for a half hour. But eventually, you don't even care about the outcome of the game. And isn't that really what you want to do when watching a Washington football team game? Oh, man. Um, Pretty much. Pretty much. What other uh, alternatives do you have um, for for us fans at home who are really struggling getting through the never-ending buffet of commercials? Mm. Uh, when, because I tell you, these commercials are painful. Like, can I get HBO to broadcast these games? <laughs> I can't take it. It is painful when you're down big, when you're losing, when you're winning. You can get through some of these commercials, right? Your nerves are a little up. You're pacing a little bit. You're kind of analyzing the last uh, sequence of plays. You're doing okay, but when you're losing, these commercials are painful. Nick, how do we? Get through it. Right. What, what are your other um, family-friendly alternatives <laughs> besides hard liquor, um, a bong rip, and magic mushrooms, which I'm not opposed to. I'm not saying that's um, you know, out of the question. I just want to hear a couple other options. All right. So let's say soft and hard substances isn't really your thing, right? And I, I hear you, Colin. You're you're in more of a uh, you know herbal tree, uh, herbal tea reflective sort of way when you're watching the game. I think if you're going to go for this, I got a couple strategies for you. One requires a little bit of effort and uh, a little bit of foresight. I'm a big fan, a big proponent of halftime food pick-me-ups. Colin, you talked about how uh, the commercials are very tough when you're losing. For me, I find them very therapeutic. 
when we are losing down 17 nothing, I am interested in that Domino's deal that's going on. I do want to hear what Papa John's has to offer that's the same shit, just in a different package. Um, I'm, I'm buying the junk food and crap that they're selling, uh, especially during a Washington football loss. But I think if you're going to a little foresight, right, think about some of these nice, easy things that you can pop in, maybe, uh, you know, in the middle of the second half, first, second quarter, you know, somewhere around there. I like those, those pop in the oven meals, right? So I'm talking like, uh, you know, you got your egg rolls, your taquitos, um, anything, you know, fries that are going to heat up in the oven, dumplings, you know, I'm a big fan of the dumplings, uh, something you can just pop in the oven, set it and forget it lasagna it's getting cold out there everybody you're gonna want to set up some food maybe the day before that you could just pop into the oven and forget about then in the second half things are starting to smell good in your house you're not paying as much attention to the tv disappointment and you can start to focus on some happiness and joy in your life my last little yeah your whole theory, whether it's <laughs> booze or snack, your whole theory is fill the void with other stimulants. <laughs> or get a tattoo, huh? There's another There's another fun alternative for you. The what? Get a tattoo. <laughs> huh? Uh, second, first half didn't go so well. Set an appointment up. Go out there. Make some mistake happen permanently on yeah. your body. Nick, I'm going to get a Washington football tattoo right next to the big Washington Redskins tattoo on my back. And then next year, I'll be able to get a Washington Red Wolves tattoo. It'll be the trifecta of disappointment. Yeah. You and Junior um, Gallette, right? You guys will have matching that's tattoos. the funniest too. shit ever, dude. This guy, Junior Gallette, comes in. I'm gonna work so hard. I'm gonna prove myself again. I'm gonna come in and I'm gonna I'm gonna dominate. I'm gonna be a Washington Redskin for life. That guy played how many snaps? Yeah. Three snaps, five snaps, two torn Achilles, yeah. two ACL. Oh, uh, that's gotta be yeah. the biggest regret of his life. Uh, have you? I don't know if he's on Instagram as much. His shit on Twitter, dude, is is wild. Um, is it? I, I am Sackman fifty eight or fifty three. I don't know, something like that. Yeah, it's it's weird. He just he's always talking about how better he is than most of the players on the field right now, and you know they they blackballed him for making a you know comment about the owners being plantation runners and the players being uh-huh. slaves. Uh-huh. Um, I, he's rough. It's it's wild to watch. It it kind of looks like Mike Tyson when you knew Mike Tyson was a little imbalanced. Mm. Um, yeah. it's it's concerning. But um, I'm I'm gonna have to get on there and see what he's chirping about. Oh it yeah, does sound interesting. I think you um, would have a good time. What what about um? You ever do this? You ever just get so pissed off that you just go on a run at halftime? You just like run through the neighborhood, like steam coming out of your ears. You ever do that? I've never done that. I have done. I have done the pull-up bar. I will tell you, if you're looking to get ripped every time you get frustrated by Washington, uh, just go do pull-ups during that commercial break. You're gonna be fucking Arnold Schwarzenegger by week seven. You're gonna be look fantastic. Um, yeah, you, you know, anger definitely feels a little adrenaline. Yeah. Uh, you can put it out um, in some other ways, you know, if you're not eating or drinking. Um, I find that the run at halftime sometimes yeah. alleviates a lot of that stress. Hmm. Or, uh, But the, the thing about the halftime run is sometimes you'll need a post-game run or some other post-game alternative outlet for your aggression. So I'm thinking of you just at halftime going for a run, coming back, watching a couple plays, and then putting your <laughs> headphones back on and being like, well, guess I need to do 26 more miles to get this frustration out. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's it's never ending. Um, <laughs> it is never ending, seemingly, except for that Eagles game. Yeah. Uh, okay, all right, well, there's uh, a couple second half adjustments that you can make or you can just throw in the towel you know and just um i don't know go down the old depression train 
Which, at this point, come on, guys. As Washington football fans, if you haven't figured out a way to cope and deal and move on from the shit show that we are sometimes, then I just, you know, you just got to look in the mirror. Yeah. You got to slap yourself silly a little and man up here, all right? We stink, and that's the reality. Get over it. Move on. You've had 25 years of suffering to learn some coping strategies, and if you haven't learned any, then God help you, all right? Mm-hmm. Come on. Pull your pants up. Get a crock pot. <laughs> Pull your pants uh, up. So all right, all right. Um, we I talked about is... the ways we can win. I think... Draining the clock. Yeah. <laughs> uh, do you see that happening, Nick? Let's hear the scores. Oh, the scores. Well, I will say, we've talked about this last year, and Andrew, you're not going to want to hear this. I think this Baltimore Ravens game is a close-the-curtains game. And if you're new to this podcast, what that means is you don't go out to see your friends. You're not doing that anyway, probably. Uh, You don't go to the bar, spend a bunch of money. You close the curtains, you pull the blinds down, you wrap up in a little blanket, hopefully something soft and cuddly, (laughs) and you watch it with all the lights out, maybe the sound off. Because I think it's going to be a rough game, Colin. I'm calling this one a pretty big... sound off. Close the curtain. Close the curtains. Put your phone in a different room. It's going to be tough. I'm trying, man. I'm trying to be positive. But I don't know one Washington fan right now that's looking at this Baltimore Ravens game going, You know, I think we've got a real chance at pulling this one off. Did you see the Chiefs game? They stunk it up. They stunk it up. We could take them. We got him. Ah. Oh, so, yeah, I can. We can get into score predictions and wrap up this podcast if that's where we want to end. On a down note, bomb, uh, bomb, bomb. Yeah, I mean, I mean, unless you got something else for us, I, I think it's time to get to it. All right. Well, as you all know, we do our score prediction giveaway every Sunday, an hour before the Washington Football Team takes the field. I imagine this is another 1 o'clock game, so we're going to go live at 12 o'clock on Instagram, on Facebook, and on Twitter. So if you're interested in winning that $100 prize pack at the end of the year, go ahead, give us your correct score prediction, preferably a Washington win. That's always fun, uh, and see if you can win. Uh, Right now, we've had about 60, 70 entries, and only one correct score prediction so far. So uh, it ain't easy. (laughs) That is for sure. Uh, let's get into score predictions. Colin, you want me to go first, or you want to take the first one? Yeah, yeah, go for it. Um, I'm very curious to hear this. Um, guys, look, regardless if we win or lose, we'll be doing the live stream five minutes after the game, and you know we'll have a good head on our shoulders because Nick and I are preparing for the worst. We've got zero expectations here. Mm-hmm. If it's a blowout or whatever, we'll make sure to have a good time su- Sunday. So tune in, you know, after the game for a little therapy, a little comfort. We'll try to uh, make you laugh or make you feel a little better, okay? Because uh, we're in this together here. Yeah. We'll be there on our YouTube channel. Uh, Nick, I'm very curious to hear what the score prediction is. Let's give it a whirl. You were close last time. You were awfully close. Close, yeah. Close, predicting, ugh, terrible double-digit loss. Uh, it's hard not to be that uh, this time around. I think Lamar Jackson's a little bit pissed. He's talked about the Chiefs being their kryptonite. I would love for this to be about the Washington football team and Dwayne Haskins' development. I just haven't seen any indicators to make that the case yet. I think the running game's coming along. They're starting to get some more wrinkles on that offense but not having Chase Young and Matt Ioannidis is concerning, especially, I think, when you're going to need a lot of fresh bodies on that D-line because I feel like the Baltimore Ravens are going to be running a lot of plays. I think that's really going to hurt the Washington team. I just don't see them keeping up, and I see Ron Rivera kind of folding uh, towards the end of that fourth quarter. I think the Washington football team, they're going to get two touchdowns, maybe if I'm generous, two field goals as well, so I'll give them 20 points. And, uh, Udalali, I think the uh, Baltimore Ravens are probably going to score 37. So 20 to 37, wow. Baltimore Ravens. That is crazy. That was literally the score prediction I was going to give. Oh, wow. <laughs> Here we yeah. go. There it is. Yeah. Do you see it going crazy. any differently? 
Um, the only thing I was possibly thinking uh, um, was maybe the Washington would score 13 mm. instead of 20. But I've, I feel like a late touchdown, you know, some garbage time yeah. points are going to go up on that board. Um, that's pretty wild. Yeah, I mean, I can't deny myself. 37 to 20 is, wow. is what I was going to say. Great. I love your score prediction. I think it's very accurate. <laughs> yeah. It shows that you thought about it very much. Uh-huh. Yeah, absolutely. Um, that'd be pretty funny if that's what it turned out to be. But, Lord, I hope I am wrong. I hope that Lamar Jackson just can't get a grip on that football. I hope the Ravens turn it over five times and Dwayne Haskins goes buck wild for four TDs and 500 yards passing. <laughs> And we shocked the world. Um, but you know, 3720 is, is where I'm at as well, buddy. That's fair. That's fair. So, uh, you know, go out and get that treadmill, buy that crock pot, look up that grandma's recipe. <laughs> Find those magic mushrooms. <laughs> Purchase your favorite bottle, you know, get your new glassware, uh, light up, make it happen. I think it's going to be a draw the curtains game. But, yeah, um, it's a draw the curtains game, no doubt. Yeah. Have a post game plan, right? Yeah. An activity, uh, something to look forward to after the game to get you out of your headspace. All right. Don't just be sitting on your couch moping. Get ready for something else on Sunday. Okay. All right. <laughs> and that might be just the post game post game podcast with Nick and Colin on Washington Hangover. All right. There Maybe that's what you need to get you out of the funk of what we're predicting. 37 to 20. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hey, come on. All right, guys. Uh, I think that's it for Nick and Colin here. Uh, we'll see you guys Sunday. Um, be sure to put your score prediction in an hour before the game. We'll catch you at that post-game show right after the game. Colin Shoot in L.A., Nick Webster in New York. Thanks for tuning in. As always, we appreciate you. And we'll talk to you guys real soon. All right. Yeah. 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 Yeah.